man, what does it really mean to even be intelligent? You know, like what is intelligence? For for a long time, I used to think like intelligence was how smart you were. And that's and that's part of it. But what we're really shifting into now with Wellness Force and what I'm really excited about is what are the real tangible courses and products and things that are out there in our world right now that are the best. And then lastly, what we are all working towards, like the most important thing, why we even take breaths in the morning anyways, is to embody those applied lessons. That's what we're all looking for. The gathering and the application is part of the intelligence process. And if you even look at the definition of intelligence, it's someone's ability to gather and apply. But what they're missing in science is they're missing the embodiment. There's no such thing as faking it till you make it when it comes to true intelligence and true embodiment. I want to do this until I leave the planet. You know, I want to I want to explore this physical and emotional intelligence and, and understand what the embodiment process looks like until I leave the world. That's me, Josh Trent, and this is episode 300. We made it, my friends, of Wellness Force Radio. Wellness Force Radio, where we discover the physical and emotional intelligence to live life well. You can have the same brain states as someone who's done an hour of meditation every day for 40 years. There's a lot of losses that we go through, so the ability to be able to cope with those losses is very important to build skill in it, because loss will happen. You know, you have to have spiritual courage to really grow spiritually, because if you really want to take guidance from your soul, you have to be ready to realize that many of the things that you're asking for guidance on, your ego has some kind of an addiction to or an investment in. This episode is brought to you by Cured Nutrition, creators of raw hemp oil made from organically grown Colorado plants. This is a full spectrum hemp extract sourced right here in the USA in Boulder. And it's taken me over a year to find the right hemp and CBD company to introduce to our community. I could not be more thrilled that it's Cured Nutrition. Let's face it, there's a lot of hemp and CBD companies out there saying, we're the best, we're the best. But if you look into the quality of manufacturing and you go into their quality control, a lot of these companies leave space to be desired. This is why I trust, and I know you can trust, Cured Nutrition Full Spectrum Organically Grown Colorado Hemp Oil. It's the least refined hemp extract on the market. I actually use CBD in the evenings after a long day. If maybe I've had too much activity and the monkey mind is looping, I combine the CBD under my tongue with some deep breaths. My friend, it is amazing. It tastes amazing. If you've been in a stressful time in your life lately, this is a perfect gift for you, for your self-care. It's got a natural earthy taste and it's processed using the cleanest extraction methods available. If you're like me and you're really picky about your health products, give Cured Nutrition a test drive. Head over to wellnessforce.com forward slash cured. Use the discount code wellnessforce to get 15% off your order. That's wellnessforce.com forward slash cured. Use the discount code wellnessforce to get 15% off your order. This is a really, really special show. It's episode 300. 300 podcasts, 300 shows. July 2015, I started Wellness Force with a dream. And the dream was that I was going to get to the bottom for how to live my life well. I was going to figure it out. And we've done this together, haven't we? Over 300 shows. This has been a labor of love. I got to be interviewed in this show by Joseph, the founder of Cured Nutrition, who is actually sponsoring this podcast. It was a really cool way that this came together. We had met at PaleoFX. I had tried the products. I had been really, really cautious to get into any kind of business relationship with full spectrum hemp products. And after trying this product, after having a conversation with Joe, knowing that he had a podcast, he actually reached out to me and he's like, hey, I'd like to interview for the podcast. And I said, why don't you interview me? 
Why don't you interview me about all the rich lessons that I've learned from over 300 shows? And that's exactly what we did today. And I got to tell you, this was an emotional day for me. It's been quite the journey. As you know, anytime you have a labor of love or a passion or a creative art or just something that you really care about, universe is going to test you. The universe is going to test you. And I wanted to share with you these 10 lessons. We're going to talk about some of these on the show, but these are really big. And I know all of us are working and we're doing the best we can to discover this physical and emotional intelligence. These are the 10 lessons I've learned from 300 podcasts. Number one, intelligence is not how smart you are. (laughs) It is not how smart you are. Number two, a podcast is not really a show. It's a conversation about truth and consciousness. Number three, challenge the guests, but give them space to breathe and express. Number four, it's not about the tool. It's about the intention. Number five, shortening the cycles of recommitment is the path. Number six, wellness is a state of mind and a practice of self-worth. Number seven, forgiveness is the most powerful tool in the universe. Number eight, the middle way is eventually everyone's path. Number nine, the power and the healing is in our breath. And number 10, wellness is the awareness that we are all connected and the beliefs, thoughts, and actions we allow our soul to operate from. This is really well-being because allowing ourselves to be and to do from the person that we truly are, this is now my definition of wellness. You know, I ask all these guests for 300 shows plus, what's your definition of wellness? And when I think about what wellness really is, it's an awareness. It's a state of mind. It's being in control of the things that we can control and having the wisdom, truly having the wisdom to let go of the things we can't control. Now, if you've been with us since the beginning, you know that we've pivoted a lot. We've changed. And that's my promise to you is to continue to bring you what I believe in my heart and soul to be the absolute truth about wellness in our world. And this physical and emotional intelligence that we're discovering together, it always is going to change because we're changing, right? The person that you were six months ago, six days ago, six minutes ago is different than now. And I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. You have been with this show. You support us by visiting our sponsors, which then gives us the fuel to keep bringing you these amazing shows. And I just want to give you a massive digital hug right now. You feel this? I'm giving you a hug. I'm so grateful for you. I'm grateful for you being here. I'm grateful for you sharing the show, leaving your five-star reviews on iTunes, wherever you listen to this podcast. You are amazing. I am so grateful for you. We are going to keep growing together in the next 300 shows. And to celebrate, I'm giving you 90 days, 90 days free of Organifi. You can win this. We'll announce it in one week. All you got to do is leave us a review on iTunes. Leave us a five-star review. Let us know what kind of guests you want to see on the show, what you've gotten from the show. It would mean a lot to me, to our team, to Lauren, to Buzzy, to all of our videographers, to Josh, to Colin, to all the people that have supported Wellness Force. I want to give back to you. You can win 90 days free, completely free of Organifi Green Juice. Just go to wellnessforce.com forward slash review. Leave your iTunes review for us. You can also just go on to iTunes and leave a review. We'll announce it on the Wellness Force Facebook page in just one week. Now, let's drop in for this amazing conversation. When I say amazing, I mean, this thing's remarkable. This was a really cool conversation where Joseph pulled out the gems from over 300 shows. And I was really grateful for this, this being guided in this conversation. I know you're going to love it too. And again, my friend, thank you for being here. It means a lot to me. Deep bow, my hands on my heart to you. And here it is, number 300, me being interviewed by Joseph from Cured Nutrition. 
Josh Trent, episode 300. It's a fucking pleasure, man. It's an honor, I should say. Honestly, for you to say that last week and say, hey, I want to I wanna gut dive into this 300th episode with you and talk about my learnings and explore what Wellness Force has become, uh, it's an honor, man. So thank you. Joe, thank you. I'm, I have this gratitude feeling and I, I can look back July, 2015. And here we are, <laughs> you know, like so much time has passed. So many conversations have happened and, uh, I've learned so much, man. And this yeah. is, this is kind of why we're here on the planet, you know? So this is special to me too, man. So thanks. Dude. I, okay. So Tim Ferriss started podcasting in 2014. You started podcasting uh, a little over a year after that. Now five, almost five years later, you're still going strong. We look at what Tim Ferriss's platform has become. We look at how many podcasts are out there now, as we were just discussing before recording this podcast. It's an interesting space and you've stuck to it and you've stuck true, as we said, ever since the beginning. And I, you got to give yourself a pat on the back, man, because that's a serious commitment to continue to do that. There's a lot of things that pop up and go away and being an entrepreneur when you don't get that instant gratification or see that instant, yes. those metrics right away, it's easy to let things go. <laughs> yeah. And I can think about how many times I think it's normal in any hero's journey, no matter who we are, that there's moments where we just want to quit, right? It's like, oh my God, is, it, is this really my path? You know, and maybe even if somebody has a connection with higher power or not, it's like, there's moments where we ask, Hey God, like, is this what I'm supposed to really be doing? Mm. And the answer is always yes. If it's coming from the right aligned fuel source, like if I'm, if I'm doing something and it's coming from my soul, it's coming from a good place within me. It doesn't matter how hard it is. It doesn't matter if I want to quit or if I feel like quitting. Um, this is the real source of life itself, which is determination to stay alive, determination to express yourself. Like that's why we're here, man. So mm. I think podcasting is a, a mirror of that for me. Yeah. Yeah. So what was the idea in the beginning? Like, what were you, what were you thinking? What was oh, going man, on in you your head? You know, what's interesting is, um, there's a bit of a backstory. Like I, uh, I was in fitness for 10 years. So my background was, was training clients, you know, like 10,000 hours in gyms. But I got to this point where I, I, I just like did not want to hold a clipboard and count repetitions anymore. Mm. And I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I knew that I couldn't stay where I was. So I let go of the fitness industry, ended up going to corporate America, wanting to go that safe route where I just had like the paycheck and uh, committed spiritual suicide, you know, really started to feel like an aching in my soul because I spent, you know, 10 years creating my own schedule, being my own boss, being an entrepreneur as a trainer. And I just got used to that at a, at a soul level, you know, really controlling the money that was coming in and, and my day. So I'll never forget this, man. After three years of getting like MVP in sales and doing all these great things in corporate America, I got the gift of being fired one day and I drove home after being fired and I went to this sound healing ceremony, you know, where they put like the crystal bowls on your body. Yeah. And I was in a relationship at the time and all of a sudden these crystal bowls are in my body and I just start crying. And I'm like, what the hell is going on right now? Like there's tears coming out of my eyes. And I realized like for three years I had pushed down this dream of wellness force. I, I had put it in a little box. I had checked on it occasionally to make sure it was still there, but I never really gave it the attention and, and really like the energy that I knew that it deserved because I was afraid. And I think a lot of us, 
you know, Joseph Campbell, it's, there's the hero's journey where it's the separation, initiation and return. When I had the initiation, which was the call, and that call was, are you going to go forward with Wellness Force and do coaching and figure out how to make money and, and be online? Or are you going to go the safe route? Well, I'll be honest, like I answered the call and I hung it back up because mm-hmm. I wasn't ready. I wasn't, I wasn't emotionally intelligent. I wasn't physically and spiritually ready to truly answer the call. And so what happened was I had to go and have a soul atrophy for three years, get fired, really get beat down to the bottom of my knees have crying coming out in a sound healing ceremony. And then on the way home, I just pulled over and I had my girlfriend record me on a phone. I'll never forget this, man. I'm getting like a, like a chill just telling you about it. And I said, I'm going to reach a million people. I'm going to have wellness force radio. We're going to use technology. We're going to help people in their wellness. I'm going to coach people online. And all of that has happened. Like literally from that moment, you know, we reached a million downloads last year. I'm helping people. I get people that write in all the time. We're creating programs like it's all occurred, but it happened in the universal timeline. It didn't happen exactly when I wanted it, but it happened because I was willing to face the fear, you know, and and Joseph Campbell talks about this, man. He says, uh, the cave that you fear to enter holds the treasure that you seek. And that's me. Like that is my archetype. Like that is my story. And I think that that circle repeats a lot. So when I first started Wellness Force, it was about technology. It was about using Fitbits and Aura Rings and all these different technology pieces to keep people accountable. But Joe, like the more I got into technology and wellness, the more that I realized mm-hmm. it's not about the tool. It's about the intention. It's about people's mindset. It's, the tool is just like a mirror of their data. And I had a gut check moment where I changed the brand. And when I changed the brand, that's when we really started getting traction, you know, understanding the nuances of like, who's Josh Trent? Uh, this is not a show anymore. This is a actual uh, communication of truth that's really going to help people at a soul level, at a baseline need level. And um, that was about two and a half years in that we rebranded. And ever since we rebranded to this discovering process of physical and emotional, that's made the biggest difference. You know, that's what's allowed you and I to meet. And that's what's allowed me to like speak at paleo effects and do all these things is because, man, I'm just operating from the truth instead of kind of seeking and finding what my truth really is. It's a process. Yeah. Fuck yeah, man. That's super cool. That was one of the big things that I wanted to talk about is, okay, so you, you start, you have your initial guests, initial podcast topics after spending a decent amount of time in corporate America as a trainer and understanding, okay, this is how, this is how physically my body works. This is how physically I measure wellness and health. It's really interesting because over the course, if you look back through all of your podcasts, there were some initial topics um, that kind of delved in plant medicine and spirituality. But if I look at the evolution of wellness force as a whole, it's like there's this physical realm. And then it's almost like, okay, so you get all this biofeedback, you can measure things, numbers, we can track macros, we can do all this shit. I feel like there's a ceiling to that stuff. And I'm curious as to what that evolution has looked like for you. You know, below me back here with all these books, there's probably like 15 different quantified self devices. And I'll be honest, I don't use any of them anymore. The only device I use is the aura (laughs) ring. You got the, but, but here's why it's because as I started to go into this world of quantification, tracking numbers and data, what, what I had to take a hard look at and what really made me feel a little sick because I'd built my whole brand on it 
was if you get down to the bottom of why these companies are actually producing these products, half of them are in it because they have a moral imperative. The other half just want to sell products. And that's just me being real. Mm -hmm. It's not me fabricating, making up story. I was backstage. I used to host um, uh, Consumer Electronics Fit Tech Summit uh, with like, you know, a thousand people in a room and I would interview people on the stage and I would be talking to them backstage and these people were extremely unhealthy and they didn't live their brand. They weren't an embodiment of the intelligence that they were speaking. And on a soul level, I started to feel conflict where I was like, God, I, I, I can't. I can't be representing something that I don't believe in anymore, but I built my whole brand on it. What am I going to do? Oh my God, fear. I don't want people to think that I was lying. So then I went to an intensive coaching in Vegas on a weekend. I'll never forget this man. I, I, was, I was sitting in his kitchen, this guy, this coach, and he goes, what are you most afraid of sharing? And I was like, I'm most afraid of sharing that I'm still kind of discovering what it is to have wellness myself. You know, I don't have it all figured out. I'm not the ultimate expert. And I'm, I'm afraid to like talk about it. And he's like, start doing that. Start doing exactly what you're afraid of and your show will grow and people will resonate with you. And he's like, so what are you really doing? And I said, well, I'm learning, I'm, I'm, I'm studying, I'm discovering, you know, from all these books and leaders and, and everyone in our space, like the top minds in our space. And he's like, oh, you're discovering, you're discovering intelligence. You're discovering physical and emotional intelligence. And right when he said that, it was like lightning bolt. <sighs> Like that was it. I knew, I knew from that moment forward, that was going to be my whole life, you know, whether it's mm. with wellness force or whether it's with anything else, that is just who I am. I'm just interested in discovering physical and emotional intelligence so I can live my life well and sharing it with other people. And that's the mm. whole point, you know, of any podcast, like even your collective podcast, you know, the collective is the field that we all operate from. We are all in the collective yet. It's this illusion of separation where we think, I think I'm Josh Trent, the ego with like this black shirt and, and this studio. And there's moments where you think I'm Joe, I'm the founder of Cured. And, you know, I, I have a certain way of living. That's true. Like the, I think. E the, the ego is seasoning for the soup, but the, the real reality that we're all starting to wake up to, and this is a bit metaphysical, but what I've understood through breathwork and plants and emotional intelligence trainings and conversations and conscious relating and, and all these shows is that there's no separation other than the separation my ego chooses. Like I'm no different than you. We're, we're here, we're here of service. You know, we're here serving people with conversation, with products, with things that are actually going to uplevel consciousness. And really below that is just awareness. You know, this awareness process has been my biggest evolution from the rebrand in Vegas, having the moment with this uh, coach in the kitchen and just really going towards the fear. You know, the, the more that I go towards the fear and it ain't sexy, by the way, I'm not sitting here being like, mm -hmm. oh, the more you go towards the fear, the, the better you'll be. That's true, but it's not going to be easy. You know, it's not going to be like this sexy process that you're always going to want to share and talk about. But yeah. man, the more we can just get closer to the truth at all times, the more that we can actually be what intelligence actually is. You know, intelligence is information. Some information is false. Some information is true. We all kind of have a barometer for bullshit in our nervous system and we feel when somebody's being real or not. Yeah. 100%. I'm curious, uh, about episodes, interviews, podcasts that you've gone into with a certain idea. Then you've had that idea questioned by the guest and <laughs> because, so this whole, like, and I love your statement, the body is a mirror of the subconscious mind. So you come in and you have these preconceived truths 
and understandings. And as you learn from more and more people and you do your own studying, these truths build and build and build. Have you had times where you've come into an episode with a guest where you're like, well, fuck, (laughs) I didn't expect that. Yep. And that's changing everything for me. Um, hopefully it happens every show, Yeah, yeah. you know, but, but one that, one that came up for me as I was interviewing Melissa Hartwig, the founder of the whole 30. And I was asking her, you know, when you first started doing this whole 30 movement, like, didn't it make you angry? Like, didn't it make you upset that you had to go sit in boardrooms with Coca-Cola and Kraft and all these companies that are knowingly poisoning people? And she said, yeah, that's true. I could choose to focus on the anger or I could just choose to take a deep breath and focus on the solution. Mm. And when she said that, I was like, wow, I really allowed my own anger to ask that question. Because mm. if I check in, my work is still from my childhood where my mother and father did the absolute best they could. And I have nothing but love and appreciation for them. But they didn't have the intelligence. They didn't have the tools to know what to feed their kids. And, and I was raised on welfare. So those companies, you know, Kraft and General Mills and all these things, that's the food that we got. And that was evidence that my subconscious mind collected as to what caused me pain. And from an awareness perspective, going back to the illusion of separation, when I'm looking at the world and I'm here with you, we're all seeing everything as connected, unified love. Sometimes though, connected, unified love shows up as people suffering so that they can learn a lesson. There's a lot of soul contracts that we learn here on planet earth. But that moment with Melissa It brought me to this awareness that I can reflect on right now where I chose to allow my childhood experience that built up a uh, basement of anger, basement of resentment towards these companies to come out right there on the podcast. And so I'm always open to reframes, reframes of language, Mm -hmm. reframes of why I'm asking the question, you know, like why am I even asking a question in the first place? Am I asking it from a place of empowerment or frustration or anger? And then on top of that, dude, there's another nuance. I also give myself forgiveness and the space to feel my feelings at the same time and be imperfect. Mm. So that was a big moment for me. And, and there's been a lot of moments like that, specifically with Paul Check. Yeah, I can you know, imagine. I'm, I'm sure you're familiar yeah, with Paul yeah. Check. You know, going going through we the first episode we had with Paul was a three-hour podcast. It was a three-part series. And there were so many moments with Paul where I really questioned, wait a minute my next question doesn't even relate to the answer of the question I asked you before. <laughs> so, so my line of thinking got so deviated in the show that um, it's really about having a conversation that's always open to the unfolding of the next mm-hmm. moment. You know, like even today, we might have a framework of what we might want to explore, but it's going to do what it right. does. And that's a big part of podcasting in general is just a- allowing it, you know, going in with uh, intention but allowing it to unfold, man. So that moment with Melissa was probably one of the first that it really, really struck me as, oh, what's my intention in asking questions? You know, what is my real intention? Yeah. Yeah. And, and becoming more and more of a listener. That's kind of what I'm hearing here is like, you have learned how, like you can have, I can, I have three pages in front of me of things that I want to talk about. And every time I listen to somebody talking about podcasting with you without fail, I've more than anybody, they say that you prepare for a podcast more than anybody that they've ever been interviewed by. So you come in with you a lot of questions. You've kind of got a flow set up. You have, okay, I want to hit this, this, and that. Yeah. It's the, you can, you can really ruin a podcast 
if you don't listen to the full answer and you're off on the next question. So your evolution of a listener, I'm sure, and as a communicator in whole, has probably been massive, I would assume. Yeah, and it's shown up in my communication to myself and most recently this uh, beautiful soul, this woman that I have in my life, Carrie Michelle, where it's really a mirror. You know, relate relationships with um, a podcast guest or a relationship with a significant other in our lives, they'll shine a mirror about how we're being real bright. I don't know a, I don't know a brighter <laughs> mirror in our lives than uh, intimate relationship. And, you know, when it comes to podcasting, the way that we connect in a podcast is either topical where the guest maybe is a little nervous or the host is a little nervous, or if there's enough rapport built and the guest feels safe with the host and the host is really um, emotionally intelligent and they're really mindful about the questions that they're asking. And honestly, man, they're present. Mm -hmm. They're fully present. They're not worried about the next question. They're not worried about all the notes. They're just there. Those are magic. And this is why we're here on the planet. Yeah. You know, we all know when we leave a conversation and we feel lighter and more energized than when we got there, that's the goal of every podcast. And there was a time, man, probably, gosh, maybe even the first two and a half years, three years of the show where I wanted it to be so great that I would over-prepare, mm. you know, I really would, I would, I would over-prepare. And these guests, they would say, thank you for preparing all these things. And, and in my mind, I'm like, well, there was 15 things I didn't even get to ask you, <laughs> you know, I, I didn't even get to ask you, but that's the, that's the process of surrendering to the current moment. Mm -hmm. And, um, this has been the ultimate evolution from technology, quantification, logical, left mind thinking, fitness mindedness, macros, PDFs, downloads, deliverables to presence, current moment awareness, what's really happening, what's my truth, what do I feel in my body, what's my somatic awareness, what are the products that I'm consuming on a macro and micro level that are actually shifting my nervous system, mm -hmm. and how do those products that I consume allow me to show up more present or disconnect me? Mm. That's the conversation now. Because we live in a world of information and the only way we're going to be able to live our life well is if we trust ourselves, our innate intelligence to gather the right information that actually aligns with our soul. Mm -hmm. And if we're not doing that, then we're just going to be consumers. We're just going to be consumers instead of people that are actually doing something here that is going to uh, raise the consciousness of the planet. And that's why, that's why you and I are here, man. That's what we're doing. Yeah. I want to talk about your preparation for a podcast from a product standpoint. You just talked about what you're consuming, how you're preparing for a podcast, how you show up in your best self, obviously through preparation, but how do you show up physically at your top level of performance? The, the top level of performance for me has changed a lot, man, because now I'm in this space of, I used to judge my uh, performance based on like how hard I could go in the gym or how uh, intense my workouts were or how far I could hike. For me now, it's what is my manageable energy state throughout my day? That is the biggest piece. That is the biggest barometer for me to have performance is how is my energy throughout the entire day from the time I wake up to the time that I go to sleep. And, and, and with me modulating my energy properly, I use that as an indicator of what is going to be my exercise and my output for the day. So a good example might be, I wake up, I check the HRV, I see what my readiness score is. And instead of my ego saying, it doesn't matter if you're tired, you know, just push hard anyways. I just trust myself. And I use the data on, on the ring a little bit time to time as a, as a mirror of mindfulness. 
But for me, the, the biggest, I guess you could say, um, measurement point of how I'm doing physically, like my most high level of performance is my ability to manage my energy throughout the day. We're, we're all looking for more energy. I don't necessarily think that we're looking for more energy. I just think we're looking for sustained energy because we all have enough energy. It's just, where is that energy being blocked? What, what things can we consume and, and what ways can we move that'll bring that energy out of us? Because it's all in there. It's just, it's stuck in our energy systems. It's stuck in our chakra system. Right. So for, for me, that's the biggest barometer is what's my energy all day long. So, so that's a completely different answer than I expected. I thought what you were saying was the products that I consume as far as supplements, as far as nootropics, as far as anything performance related has that. Yeah. And, and I'll reflect back my evolution and I'm curious to what yours has been like. I came from the bodybuilding world, man. I took every powder under the sun because that's what I was, right. I, that's what I was reading on bodybuilding.com. Sure. And that's what I was reading through social media. And I didn't have the intelligence to ask questions. If it was the person that had the physique, the facade that was quote unquote health, which I was so stuck in for so long, then I took those products. And as someone who has a platform that is geared towards education and downloading information from your guests, I'm sure, as you've said, product after product has popped up. Um, is there, are there things that you take for a focus and cognitive enhancement when you are podcasting? And then when we look at this yeah. plethora of things that people use in the nootropics and, and mental performance world, how has that evolved? I think for a while I was just using caffeine and caffeine has a, a pretty long half-life for certain people like me. I did a 23 and me test. So I learned that I'm very sensitive to caffeine and I can kind of feel it anyways from just being adrenally kind of blasted from mm -hmm. coffee. So I went from coffee to looking at the paracetams and just kind of playing around with my buddy, Monsal Denton. He's been on the show a couple of times. He was the previous owner of Neutropedia. And so I started taking some nootropics and playing with different um, supplement levels of the racetams. And then I, I learned about Jesse Lawler, who hosts Smart Drug Smarts podcast. And uh, I tried some of his products. This is about three years ago. And then I found uh, Neurohacker. And Neurohacker has been a great yeah. company. I take the 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 mind caffeine free version. I get to be really mindful of how much caffeine I take in because um, I don't like how I feel when I'm jittery. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you can relate to this. Like too much caffeine, it it, it removes us from the present moment. We we think we're more connected, but I can tell when I'm on a show if I'm caffeine jacked and I'm leading the conversation too fast, it's because I've taken maybe too much of the racetam or too much of the, the blend with the caffeine. So now I like to do the caffeine-free mm -hmm. nootropics. Um, and honestly, actually, I'll, I'll be honest, what I really like is I like doing some high-quality chocolate. Uh, so I'll just eat some high-quality chocolate right before a show. Not the whole thing, maybe like you know a strip of it. And it's got the theobromide. It's got all these other beautiful things for the nervous system. And so I, I really love just doing a little bit of chocolate before I talk to people. That way I'm not so blasted. And I really haven't been enjoying CBD yeah. as well, right? Like the, some of the stuff that you gave to me and then I tried, loved it, especially the dropper, you know, with the dropper, it's different than the capsules for me. 
if I'm feeling like I'm a little stressed out and I'm a little nervous, I'll do some drops under the tongue and I'll just hold it there. And I'll just say, you're supported, you're loved, you're on the right path. This, you're exactly where you need to be. And then I'll do six deep breaths, you know? So CBD under the tongue with mm -hmm. six deep breaths combined with some dark chocolate, that's going to be a yeah. good interview. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm going to be, I'm going to be fully present for that interview rather than the old mindset of me being in control. And this, I promise this answers your question. Too much coffee and, and having a bunch of stimulants, it's a way that the ego likes to be in control because I know my ego is happy when it doesn't have to feel how tired my body is or when it didn't have to be responsible and sleep well last night or when I'm not eating a healthy breakfast or when I didn't do my movement or when I haven't done my breath work, when I haven't done all the lifestyle factors that my ego maybe told me it was too lazy for, the ego loves to just drink some coffee or take a stimulant or whatever it is. And I don't look at- It's another form of, it's another form of numbing. Like, exactly. I think we have this idea in our head that numbing is escaping through alcohol, through getting high with marijuana, THC, through whatever it may be. But you can numb through caffeine, through stimulants, through, through work, through control. Yep. It's, the list goes on and on and on. You're so right. And this, this element of control is something that's come through in my, my personal training, my, my emotional training, my spiritual training lately, especially in this relationship is, do I want to be in control or do I want to be present to what is, <laughs> you know, and, and when it, it relates to your supplement question, because think about the even definition of a supplement. If I'm supplementing, that means that I'm taking care of the base building blocks of life first. I'm taking care of my behaviors first that are healthy. Then because of the demands of the modern world, then I'm supplementing on top of the already healthy activities from a, from a building block perspective that I've promised myself that I'll do and that I've done. So if I'm sleeping well, if I'm moving, if I'm stretching, if I'm breathing, if I'm hydrating, if I eat a healthy breakfast, um, if I have social connection, then I'm showing up. And then when I supplement, it just helps me even more. It supplements my lifestyle that I already have. So yeah. That's, that's what I think really helps the most from a supplementation perspective is making sure that when I take the supplement, I'm putting it on solid foundation. Fuck yeah, man. I want to talk about that social connection piece because the world of an entrepreneur, especially the world of a podcaster, somebody that's doing a coaching business, it could be a very lonely world. You're like, uh, I don't have these questions. I have these doubts. I have nobody to ask besides myself. I'm and I'm going to it's true though, man. It's so true. Um, but because I fall into it all the time. Uh, but that aspect of social connection and what podcasting actually does, and and I'm not anywhere to the level that you are as, as far as podcasting and the amount of podcasts that I've done. But what I've noticed over the years is sitting down, spending an hour with somebody, spending two hours with somebody, there's always going to be some time on either end of it as well. You could two, three weeks down the road, a couple months down the road, most likely, I would say 99% of the time, hit that person up because they are now you, your friend. You developed yeah. a connection because you sat down and you got vulnerable and you had an hour-long conversation where you just saw each other. And I want to talk about what that, what the fruits of your labor around networking and social interaction and connection, what that's evolved into just, just through this, through the podcasting, through the face-to-face -face across the screen, here we are now, but the, that interaction and how far that's gone for you. I had no idea that my life would 
be this rewarding and also this challenging. And I say them both because if you look at any relationship with friends or with significant other, it's it's when we go through the the challenges of travel and connection and schedules and work and, and getting the podcast to actually be out there or even just going to a new town and meeting new people. There's there's always going to be a bitter before there's the sweet. Mm. So the sweet is, yeah, I get to like text Jade Tita or email Dave Asprey or connect with some of these people that I, I, I had idolized when I was a personal trainer. But I've only done that because I did the work brick by brick day by day, year by year to let these people know that when it was time for us to have a conversation that I really cared, you know, and that I was really adamant about letting them, them know how much I respect them and whether or not I get anything from them besides a conversation, just the joy of the conversation was the gift. And mm -hmm. that is a great way to build friendship. Just can I just beyond us doing business or getting anything from each other? Can, can, do I just like you as a human? Do I like your vibe? Do I respect what you do in the world? Can I tell based on your interactions with me and watching you online and in public that your, your heart and your soul are connected to the way that you make your money? Like mm -hmm. for me, that's a barometer of friendship. You know, there's many different, I guess I've used that word a few times barometer. It's just a great word because I, I think when I look at the trajectory of this podcast, the best relationships came when I was finally just letting go and surrendering to just being myself, to just being my most authentic self and not being in a, in a mindset of scarcity of, oh my God, if I get this person, I can get more downloads. Oh my God, if I, and then when I get more downloads, I'll get bigger sponsors. And it's like, that's just not what it's about. Like that's, that's projecting fear and insecurity onto a situation that people can subtly feel. Yeah. Can, we can all subtly feel when we're, we're a little pressured from someone. It's like, it just doesn't feel good. It's like going on a first date and, and giving the, the woman or the man like a thousand compliments. At some point they're like, does this person just want to fuck me? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like, like, like what's really going on here? Yeah. You know? So um, I heard the answer to your question is- Go ahead, go ahead. Just last yeah. the answer to your question is like uh, the way that I've- that I formulated these friendships, like even with, with the on it crew, like Kyle or Aubrey from on it. I just took my time. I let them know how much I cared. And, um, the friendships came naturally when I just showed up without expectation. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's really it, man. And that's a journey. That's a lifelong journey, Joe show up without expectation. Every, everyone that's, that's all of our journey. Yeah, 100% man. I heard you, I, I was trying to figure it out because I wasn't sure if Luke was interviewing you or you were interviewing Luke, but your podcast on Luke's stories um, platform, I, I think you were just interviewing him and he released it on his podcast. But you basically said, hey, this has been kind of a four-year journey for me, for me to sit down and have a podcast with you, to sit down and have this conversation with you that I've been wanting to have for a very long time. And, and you two riffed yeah. back and forth for a little while on this these interactions that we have where you can tell somebody's really just asking for something from you more than having this conversation. And of course, we're all playing this game as entrepreneurs and building brands and doing marketing. And there's pieces of that, that you kind of just, yeah, you have to do, 
Um, it's part of the monopoly game. Yeah. It, well, it is, <laughs> right? It really is. It really is. Uh, can we just, can we just accept that and just laugh at it? Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. true, man. Because like, <laughs> yeah. And, and so I think the piece of that for, for, for everybody to remember and kind of a, a remembrance to myself is okay. Like you're, you're going to have an ask quote unquote, and maybe it won't be right away where that person is seeing it in return. But how do you continue to show yeah. up and say that this, I'm in it for the long run with every single one of these relationships? Like, hey, I I had a podcast with you. I texted you a week later and then we didn't talk for a long time, but I know that this is going to come for full circle or vice versa, regardless of what the first ask really is. And that's showing up as a true, yeah. as a true friend and as a true uh, member of a tribe of people that are trying to just show up in this world for the betterment of all, because not a single one of us have all the answers. And that's why we sit down and we podcast because we want to ask these questions. Like, what do you think? Oh, I don't know. What do you think? And you know, let's open it up. You know, <laughs> you know, I I'm getting the same flashback because you asked me about the trajectory of the show. When I was in that kitchen, his name was Rocco, by the way, like a hardcore East coaster, like just really brilliant business guy. And he goes, I want you to write 15 things, 15 qualities about your future wife, what those future, qual what your future wife's qualities will be. And I was like, how does this relate to business? Like, what is this guy having me? I thought it was like busy work, you know, like what the fuck is this guy having me do? So I wrote down all 15 qualities and he's like, great. He came back an hour later and he's like, remove the ones that deal with physical intimacy. And those are the exact qualities that you should have with all your mm -hmm. business partners. And I was like, oh, that makes so much sense. Trust, integrity, common goals, common threads, ways of communication, ways of being, um, integrity around um, doing and being, all these different things that I thought were just in a significant other or, or in a friendship, but it's the same thing yeah. in business, you know? And so when it comes to podcasting and conversations, if, if I'm showing up as a friend to my business partner or as a friend to my virtual assistant or as a friend to uh, a consultant or an employee, people can feel that, you know? So when I'm building a business relationship from the get-go, I'm just interested in being in someone's friend. I'm not interested in boasting and telling them my numbers and, you know, having like, some kind of uh, veil that I cloak over them where I get them all excited about working with me. It's more just like, do I, do I enjoy this person's company? Do I believe in what they believe? And can we move forward with that? Because that's how friendships in business and friendships in life and even romantic intimate partnerships are built. It's coming from this place where there's no mm. show. There's no show anymore, man. It's not even, even this podcast with you, this isn't a show. This is a conversation about truth mm. and consciousness. So how are we, adding to that or how are we subtracting to that? And that's all of our work. So kind of a long-winded answer, but um, no answer seems to be really simple when it comes to the world we live in now. It seems like there's so many ways that people show up because of wanting something that there needs to be a larger explanation of how do we just get back home to zero where mm -hmm. we're telling the truth. And I think that's why some of my answers get fairly long. <laughs> it's it's uh, it's all it's all in good exploration of of understanding what we're trying to do here, man. Because <laughs> because that's what I'm trying yeah. to do, man. I'm trying to figure this out. And like I have a brand that's named yeah. Cured, right? That's a pretty bold name. And when we talk about okay, well, you sell a product, you sell CBD products, you sell some mushroom products. I have an inherent 
drive to push products and to sell products, right? Like that's how we make money. These products are supplements, you could call them. They are supplements to what Cured is. What Cured is, is a brand that questions why we do the way, why we do the things we do and why we do them in the way that we do them. So we've taken this, this idea from a couple of years ago of, well, I don't know what CBD is. Is it marijuana? Is it weed? Am I going to get high? Okay. And we're going to break this stigma. We're going to teach people what it is. We're going to educate around it. And now it's everywhere, man. And I can get really frustrated about it, but does that serve me? No. What serves me is understanding what's next, what makes Cured thrive, how do we build community, how do we take care of our bodies, and when we do all of that, when we've put all of those pillars in line and we've checked the boxes on how we take care of ourselves, okay, well then we're still going to need some type of a supplementation, right? Because as human beings, we want to be able to focus. We yeah. want to be able to calm ourselves down. We want to be able to come into that present moment. We want to be able to sleep. So that's what we do as a company to sell products. And that's why Cured is named Cured. It's not because of the products that we do. It's because of the brand and the lifestyle that comes together and then is supplemented with products on the side. And it's been an evolution since the very beginning. And I'll say right now, I'm still figuring it out every single day. Who knows what's going to come in tomorrow? It's That's like, so honest, man. I don't know. And yeah. I, and I try and show up and act like I do have the answers, but that doesn't serve me. That doesn't serve yeah. my employees when we're all trying to figure this out together. I love, I love the explanation. And honestly, think about the words heal and cured. Mm -hmm. They're very similar, right? Even if you look at the etymology, I'm sure like Merriam Webster would be like, they're, they're fairly <laughs> the same. Um, because if, if, if someone is cured of something, then there's something else that they're still going to heal or be cured from. I will never forget this, man. I, I got back from Rhythmia this year and we did an episode with the founder of Rhythmia. It's a plant medicine and breathwork facility in, in Costa Rica. And they partner with Wellness Force. And I was down there with uh, my friend Jay who, from HeartMath. And we went down there with Beyonce's tour manager, like the Beyonce. And we're doing this podcast and he goes, I'll never be healed. And I was like, what? He said, I'll never be healed. Healing is an end game. If I'm healed, then it means that I'm dead. And I thought about that for a moment and I, I, it took me a while to understand what he meant. And then I got it. Boom. If I'm always in the process of being my best self, then it means that I'm always being healed or cured or evolving into whatever the new version of me has let go of. In other words, did I let go of stress? Did I let go of physical trauma? Did I let go of emotional trauma? Every single day, what am I being cured from? What am I being healed from? What am I stepping towards? And the question and answer that you and I have, uh, have in common is, why are we doing this? And does this really serve our highest good? And can we constantly evolve that? Things that I said a year ago, I might not say are truth now, but I believe them then from the child's mind and heart in a place of innocence and me just sharing exactly what I studied and what I knew. So if I can just show up in conversations like that, man, then I can be healed. Yeah. I can be cured every single day because that's the whole point of this life. Look at our parents, look at our grandparents, look at the way that societal evolution has played out. Women used to be owned like property. African-Americans were beaten and killed. Um, the Holocaust, just incredible tragedies that are still happening across the world. If we don't constantly look at how we can heal and cure this spiritual malady that we have as a society, as a human race, then we're not going to make it. So I believe in humanity. I believe that we'll make it, but only if we look at this life through this healing and cured lens. Fuck yeah, dude. That was fucking dope. How do you stay in that childlike curiosity? 
I constantly go down to what's true, even if it sucks. Mm. Look at kids. I just spent um, a couple of weeks, my mom's 70th birthday. We, we got a place in Mission Beach and I was hanging out with my 15-year-old nephew, my four-year-old niece and my six-year-old niece. And they were running around the house and, and, and one of them got sad because she couldn't eat a cupcake. And you know what she did? She cried. She cried for like five minutes. And you know what she did when she was done? She shook it off just like wild animals do. And then the next thing you knew, she was playing and laughing and smiling. As adults, we have forgotten how to have this in and outflow of emotion, of charge. What happens is we get so caught up and stuck with physical charge that we forget what it's like to let it go. We forget that it's our choice to let go of these charges that we feel. We think those charges are us and it's complete bullshit. It's you are not your thoughts. You are not the charge that you feel. We just identify with it because it, it validates a belief from childhood. And this is a little bit of a steer of, uh, away from where we were going, no, but keep like, going. <laughs> of course, correct me if you need to. I, I think that, I, I think that when we talk about our childhood and when we reflect about our stories, Joe, it's all a big story, man. Every, everything that we're doing here in the planet, you and I are creating a story right now. So whatever my beliefs are about the things that have happened to me or for me, if I believe that I'm a victim, if I believe that life is working against me, if I believe that I'm in scarcity, if I, if I believe, if I believe, if I believe, that's the, the narration of, mm. of separation. And the narration of separation is the one that says, you won't make it. You're not enough. You don't love yourself. You're not attractive. You'll never be successful in business. This is a universal human problem, universal human consciousness evolution issue where all of us at some point in our lives have, have had these moments where it's like, God, I, I, I really don't know if I'm worthy. All of us feel that way from time to time. I don't care who you are. And it's, and it's that exploration of mm. what Carl Jung calls the shadow if we can go into the shadow and we can take an honest look, and I'm not saying we have to stay there forever, but if we can train ourselves over time, Jordan Peterson calls it systematic desensitization. Go to the things that scare us the most in a logical way, you know, five minutes one day, 10 minutes the next day, 15 the next day. And if we can go to that shadow and if we can go down in there and convince our nervous system, our physical body, that we are safe. And that the beliefs that we had about us not being worthy and not being safe, we can let go of those things. Then we can be like my little niece and we can cry over a cupcake, let mm. it go, and then not give ourselves shame mm. for holding on to it for so long. Because these, the building blocks of emotional intelligence is self-love and forgiveness. Those two things, man, is what separates the, the, the real top players would they have the quality of life from the people that just make money and want something from other people. So yeah. Yeah. I went off on a little bit of tangent there, but that's, that's what's real for me right now. No, it's true though, man. It's true. Yeah. And when you're, when you're, when you're stuck in shame, when you're in that shame bind, a lot of people cover that up with success. And that's really what you were just saying is that's okay. Achieve, 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 because that is my numbing. And it's too scary to go down into the depths of the shadow. I'm curious when you started learning and, and doing that regression type work into your childhood self, into your childhood beliefs, is that a piece of your learning through wellness force and people that you've had on the show? And, uh, what is that, what does that process look like? Because that's work that I've been doing. I'll be straight over the last year and, and with my fiance who, um, we share very openly went to treatment for her eating disorder and, 
realized and woke up to the childhood wounds, the, the infrastructure instability that she had that didn't allow herself to survive in trauma later in life. It was because the resources and that foundation in her childhood self weren't built. And we, we get these beliefs as a child and we stay in them forever unless we go back and we actually look at it and we say, Hey, okay, now I can understand why I do that. Whether it be through, through plant medicine or honestly, just a lot of people can do it through just like my fiance did through a lot of intense therapy around, okay, this is how I show up in my world. This is why I'm avoidant. This is why I do this. This is why I do that. What's that been like for you, man? Because that's where the nuggets are. I, I just, you notice I took a deep breath in Yeah, because that is actually the first thing that I've done that I've realized I've always done. And that is to take a deep breath first. That's the number one tool that we all have. And we forget it because we become a slave to the belief, which is then attached to the thought, which is then attached to the feeling, which is then produces the action. So it's, it's the BTFA loop, as I call it. And, and we have this in our, our breathe program. The, the, the BTFA loop is about people being a slave to a belief system. And that belief system is what energetically, or even if you look at a circuit board, there's pathways of electronics on a circuit yeah. board. It's the same thing in our body. We have a belief that's stored in the subconscious mind that connects to another thought. And that thought means I'm not good enough. I'm not safe. It's really about I'm not good enough and I'm not safe. Those are the two core beliefs that are expressed in a fractal of different stories from people's childhoods. And then after that, it's a feeling. And then that feeling is sadness, frustration, betrayal, anger, desperation, depression, all these things. And then of course, what's after the feeling is the action. And the action is um, playing small, not doing a podcast, not, not leading a company, um, not being yourself, not being yourself. And so when I think about my evolution, gosh, man, the whole reason, the entire reason I started Wellness Force is because my soul knew that it had to heal. Like I knew, I knew I was like, I don't know what's going on, but I can't just shotgun these beers at night anymore. Like there's more to life than this. And I felt that, I felt that again, when I was 21, we didn't talk about this, but it's, it's very contextual now. When I was raised, I was raised in, a, in an environment where my dad left home super early. My mom was manic bipolar. First 20 years of my life were, were, were just chaotic. We'll just leave it at that. And I was wired, even coming out of my mother's womb, if you look at some of the science now, I was wired for fight or flight. Um, this is in the literature and the research. If you, if you search on PubMed for stress response in mothers, when children uh, are, are in the womb in utero and their mothers are experiencing high levels of, of adrenaline, high levels of cortisol, the, the child's DNA is epigenetically encoded with that fight or flight stress response. So think of a, of a middle, the child's kicked over into sympathetic right when they come out the womb. That was me. Now, notice I said that was me. That's not my current story now right? That my belief now is that all that happened for me to show up with you on a podcast and just to be honest about it, because my evolution about my own healing and my own being cured, as we say, is if I can just be honest about how I'm feeling and I'm expressing myself, well, then myself, a coach, whoever I'm working with, maybe it's a podcast guest or a friend. If I can just be honest about who I am, then that's actually what takes the charge away. And what takes the charge away is me just telling the truth. 
Truth is medicine, Joe. So if we can just be truthful about where we are by speaking truth out into existence, then we can actually figure out with a therapist, with a coach, with a guide, with a shaman, whoever it is, as we speak the truth out, what comes back to us is the real truth, right? And the real truth is whatever I'm feeling is the truth might not always be the truth. Just because I say it's the truth doesn't mean it actually is. Somewhere in my nervous system, there is still the overweight kid that needs more love and attention from his mother and father. He's still in there. And you know what? I parent that kid myself because I love that kid. I love Josh Trent. I love mm-hmm. Josh Trent. I forgive Josh Trent for all the things that he's done. And this forgiveness and self-love process is always going to occur in my life because guess what, guys? We're going to fuck up in the future, okay? <laughs> like It's, it's, it's going to happen. We're going to make mistakes <laughs> in the future. So, so when I think about the, the evolution of my healing, the evolution of my healing comes through this podcast, comes through Wellness Force. It's, it's what I want people to feel from me every episode where I'm doing this work, we're doing this work together so that when we're out of the spaces of doing the work, we can actually show up and live our life well. We can actually show up and have loving relationships and full joy and full expression and and full connection with our friends, with our partners. Like that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. But people get so afraid. And I fell prey to this victim of men don't cry. Men don't speak about emotions. Men don't talk about their feelings. Never show weakness, rah, rah, rah. And that's fine. There's a time and a place for that. There's a time and a place for us to not explore emotion, you know? But I would say if you look at life, it's about 80-20. About 80% of the time, man or woman, we have just the ability to not compartmentalize and 80% of the time feel our feelings, listen to what our feelings are trying to tell us. You know, the BTFA loop is alive and well in all of us. And then 20% of the time when there's true danger or situations of safety or maybe in business, we just need to push our emotions to the side and, and let someone go or whatever it is. I'd say it's 80-20. And I, and I think that rule applies to a lot of things in life because um, what happens is we flip it, man. A lot of us, especially men, I'll speak for myself, like we'll do 80% of the time where we're constantly in go mode and then we'll only allow ourselves to feel when our nervous system is exhausted. So the 80-20 is flipped the other way around. And if we can just choose to pull back and just take a big deep breath, even six of them, you know, science shows six deep breaths can give us that introspection. If we can go 80, 20 of allowing ourselves to explore emotions. And I would even say that people would argue a hundred percent of the time you could explore your emotions. Um, then I think that's really a life well lived. You know, the, a lot of these concepts I'm just thinking about right now on, on this podcast, because they're, they're top of mind for me in my current evolution yeah. in this relationship with Josh Trent and with, uh, Carrie Michelle of gosh, man, like the healing that we've done, the, the amount of healing that we're going to do, if we can just embrace it, if we can just embrace the whole process without judgment, forgiving ourselves and being in a place of self-love, our cycles of recommitment are going to shorten so much that that's when the quality of our life increases. Yeah, man. Talk about cycles of recommitment more, more cause I hear you mention this a lot and I want you to explain it a little bit more in depth here. Okay. If you, if you can conceptualize um, a child riding a bike, mm-hmm. you know, a child, they ride a bike and maybe they fall right away and they might try 50 times. Each time they try their ride versus fall shortens. 
So maybe the first 10 tries, they fell every time. Maybe on the 11th try, they got it. It's the same thing with anything else we do in our lives, whether it's addiction or keeping promises or having work-life balance or our health practices. No matter what the behavior is, the behavior, the action on the BTFA loop, it's all tied to the belief. So if that child has a belief inside of him or her that says, I'm going to ride this bike, it's going to be amazing. I'm going to do it on the first time. If, if we can solidify the belief that whatever it is we're going to do is going to be from a place of self-trust, self-love, curiosity, then the cycles of recommitment, the cycles of us falling down, breaking our promises versus keeping our promises and standing up, they're going to shorten over time. You know what gets in the middle of the cycles of recommitment shortening though? It's lack of forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Because what happens is, and this could be a gamut of health behaviors, right? Food, nutrition, exercise, sleep, uh, communications, anything else. What happens is we fall down and we don't just allow ourselves to feel the roughness and the blood on our face of falling down. We also then shit on ourselves and say, I shouldn't have done that. I can't believe you did that. You're an idiot. Look how stupid you feel. We would never talk to a friend like that. <laughs> we would, dude. I fucking say that all the time. Absolutely. Imagine if we talked to ourselves the way that we talked to ourselves. Or, sorry, what did I say? Yeah. Imagine if we talked to ourselves, talked to others the way that we talked to ourselves. Let that land. I have no fucking friends. Let that land. Would you talk to your wife or your husband the way that you just talked to yourself when you didn't do a perfect work meeting, when you ate a brownie, when you? stepped off the treadmill five minutes early when you went out in public and maybe you tripped and fell and you, you looked around to see if people were seeing you. Dude, the action happens whenever it's supposed to happen. Most, if not all, actually, all of these events are neutral. They're there to teach us something. Everything is a teacher, whether it's pain or pleasure, it's all teachers. And so if, if, if we can just be in the mentality and, and the awareness of, hmm, that really hurt, I'm upset with myself that I ate the donut. I really feel bad about not going to the gym. I really feel stressed out, whatever it is. If we can just let that feeling be there, and this is the key. If we can just allow, this is a big word, allow it to be there for five minutes, for 10 minutes, for a day, whatever. There's the cycles of recommitment to you keeping your promise to whatever it is that you're mad about. It's going to be so much shorter than if you let the monkey mind and the ego take over and say, you're a pussy, you're weak, you're nothing, you can't be trusted, blah, 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 blah. And that is our work, man. That is our work is to chip away at these old beliefs for our whole life to be healed and cured so that when it, do, when it does come to us really showing up radically and saying like, wow, I'm a leader of a business. I'm a leader of a family. I'm a leader of this body. I trust myself. I got this. Watch how much more emotionally resilient you become, we all can become, when we stop shitting and stop shaming all over ourselves mm -hmm. when the thing is already painful enough. We don't need to add salt to a wound. And that's true emotional intelligence is knowing, okay, I messed up. How can I learn from this? And how can I shorten the cycle of recommitment? Did you ever think you would spend so much time in this emotional world? So we're talking nope. about 80, 20, but dude, like, <laughs> nope. like the wellness industry, like what is the wellness industry? Yeah. You know, when you look at it at a, on a whole, a lot of it has to do with 
the next hot product. And it's so funny because I talk about this all, all the time. I own a fucking CBD company. Like yeah. this is, it is the trendiest of trendy thing that have, I've seen in, in my lifetime for sure. Saying that that's part of the wellness industry is, is all fine and dandy. But man, what we're talking about here, you could use every single product out there, every single biohacking technique under the sun. Yeah. But if you're not tapping into this emotional piece, you're never going to make it to that next level. And the piece that I really like that I hear a lot of people talking about more and more in, in, in yourself is spirituality. Because we can spend all the time in the world trying to intellectualize everything. Yeah but there's a limit to intellectual intellectualization. And I think that we all need to understand that whether it doesn't, doesn't matter what type of religion or what, what your spirituality looks like, there is a limit to this physical existence. And I really am curious what your spirituality looks like and how that is such a piece of what you call wellness and who Josh Trent is. This is such an awesome question because uh, in 2015, if you would have asked me that, I would have said, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you know, I, this is, this is like the true mirror of the lens of evolution here. And, um, for a long time, when I was young, I was just angry at God, man. I, I talked about this on the episode with, with Paul check when I was on his show. Um, there were moments when I was a kid where I would literally say like, like there is no God, you know, there, there, if there's so much suffering, if my mom is sick, if people are hurting in the world, like then nah, there isn't an all encompassing, all loving being that unites us. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist because that was a way for me to be right. Mm. And this is the paradox, man. This is really, really the undercurrent of the answer to your question with what I'm about to share. I want people to feel, man, do I want to be right? Do I want to feel righteousness? Do I want to be right? Or do I just want to take a deep breath and love and connect? Like what, which ones, which one do I actually want? Because the being right and the self-righteousness is really just the ego with a veil in front of it. That's a broken heart behind it. That, that's really what it is. And so when I was a kid, I was so angry at God. I mean, my whole adolescence, even in a lot of my twenties, just being so angry at God. And you know what happened? I had multiple moments where I was beat down so much, man. I was on a mountain last year. I had pulled my calf muscle. I didn't train properly on Mount Whitney. I ended up getting acute altitude sickness at 12,000 feet. A friend of mine had to pull me down the mountain. I literally thought I was going to die, hallucinating, hyperventilating. And I just sat in the truck last year, in my friend's truck at 8,000 feet. And I said, God, if you let me live, I promise you, I will spend the rest of my life truly being in service and doing the best work I can do. Like, I don't want to die. I, I was losing my mind. I was literally losing. This is not a plant medicine ceremony. This is me getting altitude sickness, you know? And I, and I got to this point where I said, if you let me live through this and I, I just, I'm going to do everything I can to honor this human existence, to just be grateful and thank you for my life. Thank you for my lessons. I mean, I was literally just looking at the moon and just shouting, all these things, not out of my mouth, just out of my heart, just, just sitting there in the truck. And I got back home and my life was forever changed because 
I ended up going to Thailand and doing breath work later on. I started learning about the power of breath. And then I spent this entire year like understanding who is Josh Trent. Why did he subconsciously block himself from intimate partnership and calling in this beautiful woman who's been a, a radical mirror for me. And I look back to that event on the mountain, like almost dying on the mountain. If I would have, if I would have pushed through it and I would have tried to have summited Whitney, I would have died. Damn. No doubt. I wouldn't be here. And my connection to spirituality, the reason I tell you that backstory is because I never really felt God before. I never really felt what God was. And God is not a bearded dude in the sky. You know, God is not a man or a woman. God, universe, source intelligence, infinite intelligence, however you want to describe it. It's an all-knowing, encompassing, omnipresent energy being that controls all things. It's the thing that allows you and I to breathe. It breathes us. It allows the trees outside my studio to grow. It allows the sun to shine. It's something that science can't logically explain. And it's this duality that we all feel where on one side of the coin, we can talk about electricity and voltage potential and gravity and all these things, but there's just some things we can't explain. We can't explain why the SA node in the heart actually beats. We can explain that it beats, but we don't know why it beats. We don't know what beats it. So my evolution of spirituality and the way that I've been called up the mountain has been through radical challenge. And there's been other things that um, I've been through this year in plant medicine ceremonies that I actually uh, have been healed from with the help of Paul Check, going to his home, getting healed. Things that came up during ceremonies that were so visceral and so fear-based and so ego-based that this is the true call of anyone who's going to be a force of wellness in this world is you are going to get beat down, my friend. It's going to happen. Don't be fearful of it. Like let yourself go through it. And at the same time, know that no matter how hard it sucks or no matter how much pain in the world there is, or how much tragedy there is in the world, that there is also grace. There is also love. There is also this energy that is supporting all of us. And, and the whole magic and mystery of this life is that we don't get to know. We don't get to know why everything happens. Mm -hmm. And that is the ultimate beacon of how, if we can choose to love, if we can choose to recognize that there is a higher intelligence, that we are supported and we are guided, well, then that's the energy that we're putting out to the universe. You know, if we believe our business, if we believe our relationship, if we believe our physical health is going to be successful, even if it's not, and we recommit to it being successful, eventually it will be. Yeah. And that's God. You know, that's God coming through us. That's spirit coming through us. So my, my spiritual evolution came from anger, frustration, betrayal, tragedy, threshold, beat down to now just being in a space of trusting myself and, and trusting that God has my back and that God is watching out for me. Yeah. I mean, the statement, it's a peace that passes all understanding that surpasses all understanding and thinking about that, like what, what God is and saying, I mean, this, it's from the Bible, right? But a peace that surpasses all understanding. Are we ever going to fully comprehend it? Like everything that you said, check, 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 check. I 100% am in agreement with, but there's this, there's this next level of understanding and, what it really comes down to is a surrendering to the fact that, well, we're not ever really going to know, but what we do know is everything that we feel, the connection, the, 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 what we, what, what fills us up, what brings you into this present moment and what fills you up. And 
how am I going to surrender to that second after second after second, day after day after day? And how am I going to how am I going to stay in that childlike curiosity? That's fucking. I have complicated so many things my entire life, man. <laughs> it's like, haven't we? Everyone listening's like, "Yup, me too." <laughs> I'm really good at that. <laughs> oh, it's so true, man. And it brings us back to this to this point that you mentioned so so well, and it's the surrender. One of my favorite books that every single person right now, you have no choice. You are required to go get this book. Uh, it is. It is a book by David Hawkins. And this book, like it changed the game for me. I, I think who turned me onto it? It was either like Kyle Kingsbury or maybe it was even Paul check. And, and it's, it's letting go. It's a book called letting. Oh, go you were posting something David from Hawkins. that this morning. I saw that. Yeah. Yes. Letting go from David Hawkins. It is the most magnificent wisdom, whether you're spiritual or logical, it gets to some of these concepts that we're talking about and it allows men and women to reflect on those lessons for themselves because how you described it is beautiful. How I described it is beautiful, but it's up to somebody who's with us and listening and being with us. It's up to them to mm -hmm. describe their relationship to themselves, their relationship to God. And, and that's, that's like the real quandary I think about our world right now, Joe is man, what does it really mean to even be intelligent? You know, like what is intelligence I, for, for a long time? I used to think like intelligence was how smart you were, you know, how much knowledge you could, could build up. And, and that's, and that's part of it. But what, what we're really shifting into now with wellness force and what I'm really excited about is what are the real tangible courses and products and things that are out there in our world right now that are the best that'll allow us to gather the right information for us to then apply that information, you know, try the products, try the courses, try the training modalities, whatever it is. And then lastly, what we are all working towards, like the most important thing, why we even take breaths in the morning anyways, is to embody those applied mm -hmm. lessons. That's what we're all looking for. The gathering and the application is part of the intelligence process. And if you even look at the definition of intelligence, it's someone's ability to gather and apply. But what they're missing in science is they're missing the embodiment. Mm -hmm. And what you and I, I know both believe in is we're around people and we can kind of sense if they're honest or not. And we can kind of sense if they're embodying the qualities that they talk about and you can't fake embodiment. No. You just can't. There's no such thing as faking it till you make it when it comes to true intelligence and true embodiment, because over time people just get that feeling that they can either trust someone or not. And so this is really why I brought up the letting go piece is because, man, if we can, if we can let go, like truly let go of what doesn't serve us, that's the life's work that gets us the quality, the relationships, the wealth, like everything. And, and I'm a student. I'm, I am first and foremost, a student. I, I have not wired this, man. I'm just, I'm a little further along the path than people like maybe just beginning, but I want to do this until I leave yeah. the planet. You know, I want to, I want to explore this physical and emotional intelligence and, and understand what the embodiment process looks like, um, until I leave the world. So, and I think most of us that are on the yeah. show, we, we yeah. feel that way yeah. too, you know? And where did your interest in plant medicine come from? And, and has your idea of what it is and what it can do for people, I mean, has it evolved? I would assume you're going to say yes, but that's, I think we live in a very interesting yeah. world right now where a lot of people are waking up and, and 
we are also in the middle of a mental health crisis and we can we can imply employ all of these modalities and there still may be people that are have treatment resistant depression and that's where i have so much excitement yeah. in plant medicine and mental health uh, i'm curious what turned you on to yeah. all of that plant medicine came to me through a beautiful woman uh, her name was Amy Dalton. She was a she was a relationship that I had in 2014, 2015, before I started the show, actually. And um, she was called to it, and I went with her. And it was a tremendously terrible experience. I hated it. I mean, I absolutely hated it. And then I got this one minute glimpse in the in the restroom where I felt these vines wrap around my legs, and I just I, I couldn't move, and I was forced to feel what true peace was for a moment like really just forced to feel what peace was. And it was this energy, like it was a, it was like having my mom, my grandma and every woman in the world hold mm -hmm. me all at the same time. And it was so peaceful and so healing just for a just for a moment that I was called to it again a year later. It took me a year to go back and I did the next one by myself. And that's when I was really shown my work. And my work has been about being truthful, even if I'm ashamed of something. And uh, a lot of it's come out uh, recently in my relationship, you know, my, my struggles and my, um, my issues with pornography. You know, a lot of men talk about this. We have Connor Beaton from Man Talks doing a whole series right now on pornography and, and its um, addictive properties to the limbic brain. And I fell prey to it, you know, when I was 20 plus years of pornography use is uh, something that kept me safe and it came up during plant medicine and it's something that I let go of by loving it. And this is a little crazy, but bear with me. I promise it'll make sense. Plant medicine showed me that the things I'm most afraid of, the things that I've been doing that I haven't been being honest with myself about, forget about being honest with other people, but the things that I haven't been honest with myself about, that is the number one reason why suffering exists. The number one reason why suffering exists, and this is what plant medicine showed me, and breathwork as well. If something in me isn't being honest to me, it's going to come up, my friends. So if you're looking for honesty and you want to find peace, you're going to find it through a multitude of healing tools. Plant medicine and breath is, is um, they're, they're both very powerful. But I will also say there's a caveat that they're not for everyone and there needs to be an element of safety mm. and of space holding and of trust as well. Mm. Because they're very powerful tools, just like a hammer. You can like build a house with a hammer. You could also kill someone. Well, plant medicine is the same way. It's not, it's not to be yeah. fucked with at all. <laughs> so, um, so what I've learned from plant medicine and my interest in plant medicine has been through this partnership with Rhythmia, where I've received a lot of bitter medicine, you know, but that bitter medicine led me to the sweet. And it's the same, I guess, metaphor that we even talked about earlier in relationships, you know, building friendships. If I'm going to be my own best friend, if I have Josh's safety and security and Josh's back and I'm, and I'm parenting Josh or you're parenting Joe or any of us are parenting ourselves, we're going to be honest and hold ourselves in accountable truth where in plant medicine, there's nowhere to hide. You're not hiding anywhere. Your deepest fears, your darkest thoughts, the things that happened for you, all this stuff is going to come up and you are going to shit it out. You're going to throw it up. You're going to yawn it out. You're going to sweat it out. A lot of people that go to plant medicine, they, they're not ready to see those things. And that's when people have quote, bad trips, you know? And so for me, uh, 
I've seen things that were so terrible, like I can't even talk about them right now because they were just so jarring. And what plant medicine does is it brings up a lot of different fractals of truth. It'll challenge you based on your biggest fear. Not that you are that fear, but like, for example, maybe in your ayahuasca ceremony, like for me, I've had like people that I care about die, you know, and like my biggest fear is them dying. It doesn't mean that that's happening in that moment. It's just giving me more peace of how I can show up Mm -hmm. for gratitude that they're still in my life. And there was one moment specifically with my mom that just took me to the bottom of the ocean where for a long time in my life, because of my mom's illness, it's what drove me to be a trainer. It's what drives a lot of health pros is I wanted to like coach her and make her better. And so the little kid in me wanted to like make my mom better. So what came up in this plant medicine ceremony last year was I was a little kid and I, or I was a little, I'm sorry, I was a little baby and I'd fallen off the bed and my mom's holding me in her arms and I'm looking at my mom through my baby's eyes. And I'm seeing how sad she was. And right then I got it. Boom. This is a woman who moved 30 times. Her dad was in the military. She was super stressed out. She was dealing with an illness. She had a brand new baby. I just had so much compassion and love and connection with her that all my judgments, all my stress just literally evaporated in that moment. And my life was never the same since I got home. I got home. I apologized to my mom. This is, this is last year. And I've never had a charge around my mom's sense. There's never been one ounce of me that's like angry at her or upset with her or tried to change her because I was brought by plant medicine in that moment to see what was really true. And the only thing that was true is that she was doing the best she could, man. Yeah. Just like all of our parents, all of our parents are doing the best they can, even if it's not enough. Yeah. And that's our work as, as grown men and women. It's, it's, not, it's not our fault that stuff happened. Like it happened for us to grow stronger, abuse, neglect, anger, being raised by parents that didn't know the perfect job. It's not our fault, but when we're adults, it is our work. It is our responsibility to heal, to cure ourselves, because that is the whole point of this life. You know, otherwise we're just walking around as unhealed children in adult bodies. And I think that's what I get from plant medicine. Dude. Thank you for sharing yeah. all that. Um, so there's this book my fiance is reading. It's or just finished. It's called It Didn't Start With You. Um, I have that book right here in my computer bag. Mark Wallen. <laughs> Dude, you've said I'm gonna so interview many him on the show. <laughs> the last, like, yeah. <laughs> you've said so many things in this podcast where I'm like, oh, you're saying course correct me if I get off. And I'm like, you're the course that you're taking is exactly where my next question is going. <laughs> so this has been wow. awesome, man. But yeah, it's, it's yeah. true. It didn't start it really doesn't. And, yeah. and you're, you're waking up to, you have experienced, you've come to an understanding that that is truth and you can show up in your day to day with compassion and love. And also too, Joe, like not only did it not start with us, it might not have even started with our parents and it might not even started exactly. with our great, great grandparents. We're talking about And epigenetic, if you look at some of the work that Dr. Daniel Stickler is doing, he's been on the show, epigenetics can turn off and on based on the current stress of the environment. So for example, if somebody's predisposed for alcoholism or obesity, it doesn't mean that those switches have to flip. It just means that it's the conscious choice of the human if they flip or not based on their choices in in the current environment. But however... There's also a lot of science around holodynamics and Dr. Dr. Vernon Wolf. If you look at these things that he calls holodynes, or if you look at past life regression, 
If you look at any of this stuff, it's, is my thought that I'm overweight, that I'm not good enough, that I'm poor, that I'm destined to be this way, that I'm cursed. You, I don't know if you ever saw the movie Friday Night Lights. You remember that movie? Did you ever see it? Yeah, Where yeah, he was in the yeah. room and he's like, do you ever feel cursed? I feel like I'm cursed, coach. That is an example yeah, yeah. of him seeing his mother sick. That's an example of his, of his mother seeing maybe her parents sick. These chains are shackles. These chains of beliefs are shackles for generation to generation to generation. And, and science is showing that they can be epigenetically expressed in our physiology. If we don't break these by doing our work, they will continue to our kids. And um, Mark Groves just had an amazing podcast with um, Dr. Kelly Brogan on this exact subject where she's talked about in her work that a lot of the science and research is showing that you can trace back behavioral patterns, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 generations, 10 generations. So we have to ask ourselves in this discovery process of emotional intelligence of who we actually are, is that thought true? Is that thought actually mine or is it my dad's? Or is it his dad's? Or is it that my grandpa came to Ellis Island and that poverty consciousness is still within me? And can I love that? Can I love that my grandpa went through that struggle? Can I love that Italian Americans came over to uh, America and went through so much suffering and pain to, to, to give me the life that I have now, to give my brother the life he has, to give, to give all of us that are, that are from all over the world. You know, we all came to wherever we came to. That's the real truth, man, is seeing life for what it really is. <laughs> Did you think you would ever learn this version of Josh Trent <laughs> in 2015 when wellness force? No, started? because I came from <laughs> what? I came from La Mesa, California, which is flat build hats, pickup trucks, and geriatrics, right? And so <laughs> country, you know, where where I came from a very small-minded town where uh, homosexuals yeah. were ridiculed and um, people that had thoughts that were outside the norm were ridiculed. You know, it's like, how many girls did you sleep with? Did you party enough? And how's your car look? That's where I came from, dude. That's my background. Yeah. And seeing that for what it is now is such a blessing because damn, did I transcend and I'm going to transcend to something else too. Like I'm, it's not going to stop, yeah. you know, the, the healing and the curing doesn't stop. So I'm really excited about the direction of my life. I'm also at the same time, I feel like I've never done such harder work, such challenging work. And I can also see how rewarding this thing is, you know, because I know, man, that somebody listening to this has felt so many beats of their own heart in our conversation that mm -hmm. they can't not know it's true. This is like a good podcast, like sticks to your soul. And, um, I think that's why people are really listening to shows now because, yeah. it, because they're not shows, you know, like this hasn't been a show. This has been a conversation about the universal human truths and challenges that we all go through. Yeah. Yeah. And an understanding that we're not alone. You're not alone. Anybody that's out there listening to this, you're not alone. We're never alone, but the ego is going to tell you you are right. And, and especially for men, like you can choose to not isolate. We're entrepreneurs. We work a lot in silence. And so I'm excited to connect with people because it gets me out of story that I'm alone and that I'm working behind the computer. <laughs> Cause that's not true. You know, because I say so, yeah. because I choose for it not to be true. And, oh. um, this is our work, man. This is, this is what all of us are doing, whether we're in a cubicle or we're at home or we're a forest ranger, like it's just coming back to what's real on a consistent basis over and over again. Yeah. 100% man. Josh Trent, 
episode 300 wellness force radio dude thank you man that was fucking dope thank you i really appreciate you this was really special like you you're you're the questions that you asked and the areas that we explored like this is what's real for me man this is this is what every single episode of wellness force will be from now on not that in the past i wasn't being real because i was just being the most real that i could be but my definition of me being real, my, my embodiment of me being real is always going to up level the more that I gather and apply. So if I'm, if I'm committed to gathering and applying and, um, I'm just really grateful for you too. I'm grateful for your presence and the way you ask questions. And like, this was so cool, so fun to to have you be a part of this. And also just really excited about what you're doing with cured, you know, cured for me, I took a long time trying to find a CBD company to really partner with and to really look at and knowing what you guys are up to. And just even in this conversation with you, I'm, I'm too X excited about sharing what I believe your brand to really be. And that is this question and answer of why do we do it? And does it really help the highest good? Mm-hmm. You know, like that's what we're all about with wellness force, man. So truly an honor. And thank you for, for hosting this show and, and for letting me share this and, um, just really giving me a space to express the truths that we're all learning. It just happens to be through my voice. Yeah, man. I'm super excited for everything that we're going to be exploring together. You listeners to this podcast, stay tuned for lots of cool stuff that we've got going on. Um, this this is the beginning of a long-term relationship that we will see come fruitful through through this platform, but just in so many other avenues. And, and I'm super stoked about it. When I first got to meet you uh, at Paleo FX, I was like, damn, like dope. I was in San Diego walking the beach, listening to Dr. Dan Angle on your platform. And I was like, man, I hope one day I get to meet that guy. And it was five months later, ran into you at Paleo FX and look at where we are now. So dude, it's like we are manifestors and like this, the the woo, I love the woo. And 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 the thing is, is that it's been kind of interesting because the masculine and male and everything that we're trying to work through that has been shunned so much more than the female waking up to all of that. So yeah, what you're doing is an amazing thing, man. I'm super stoked to be exploring this life with you and, uh, everything that we're going to do together. Joe, thank you, man. True pleasure. And, um, I just want to tell everyone if you've been around since episode one, or if you're listening on the cured collective, my commitment and promise is that we just keep doing the exact same discovery process the most authentically as possible every single time. That's my promise. Hell yeah, man. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Hey, thanks for listening to the show, my friend. Everything you learned on this podcast starts with your morning practices. So from over 300 world-class guests, we pulled together six simple yet powerful morning practices down into a 21-minute system guaranteed to increase your vibration and the way that you feel every day. Get this free powerful guide over at wellnessforce.com forward slash M21. And if you love this show, share it with somebody. Share it with somebody that you love or that you care about. You can support the show easily by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes. Just go to wellnessforce.com forward slash review. Or if you're on your phone, just tap it, hit the link in purple that says review this podcast. And the journey does not stop here. We're continuing this discovering process in our private Facebook group over at wellnessforce.com forward slash group. You can be a part of it. You already are. All you have to do is join us at wellnessforce.com forward slash group. And I will welcome you at the door. Now go out into your life and live your life well. And until I see you again real soon, I'm wishing you love and wellness. 